0: A minute of the Lost World. Um, We talked about and discussed it. We've had uh, some exciting news come out this last week, and it would have been too much to put on the front of the weekly episode, so we decided to have a separate show covering the Ironhead Studios reveals from Brazil Comic Con and two of the uh, latest teaser trailers, or in the official trailer for Fallen Kingdom.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And just, well, we're going to release this as one episode um, and. Because Dita's still wandering, lost in the forest, um, we can wait till next week to see his demise. First up, Dave, we got some reveals out of Brazil Comic Con that we're hoping to see yeah. Um, yeah. from Ironhead Studios. Mm-hmm. And I'm safe to say I'm not disappointed at what at all.
2: Oh no, no, it looks it looks great.
0: Yep, it is of course the uh, the whole lot's in one tenth um, scale. You've got the, the T-Rex herself uh, on top of the car like we predicted and it's the whole diorama set out in the scene where Grant's out of the car, he's waving the flare and she looks up at him and bellows. As, as we said last week, we've seen the, um, the kids under the back of the car screaming and you've got Malcolm mm-hmm. just getting out about to light the, fair, uh, the flare. So um, they've definitely picked an iconic shot and an iconic se- sequence from the first movie.
2: Um, yeah, I will say that out of the two adults here, Grant looks better than Malcolm. I think Grant looks spot on. He looks he looks like he's supposed to be Grant, whereas Malcolm the facial features seem almost kind of cartoonish in a way. Yeah, almost like a caricature of Goldblum. You know?
0: Yeah, and we sort of discussed been discussing this last couple of weeks as we've seen as we've seen um, reveals or teasers at what was coming. Um, and how long have they been working on it uh, to get mm-hmm. the face sculpts and all that down packed? Now since this um, reveal, I don't, I don't feel they're sort of like the hot core, the the hot toys quality um, in sort of look. They're sort of more That's of that. They're sort of more like an artist's um, interpretation put to a statue. Uh, yeah, if that means if that sounds right. Um, the yeah, the face sculpt, especially on Malcolm's, not a hundred percent, but it's sort of. I don't feel it needs to be. Yes, it's a licensed product, and licensed products should always go for as accurate as they can. But you, you can see, you, can, you stand there beside the car. You know it's Malcolm. There's another. Um, there's a couple of photos here of Malcolm by himself, out behind the car as well, as if the uh, mm-hmm. Rex was about to start chasing him. Um, yeah.
2: I will say that I will give him some leeway on that, only because Jeff Goldblum himself has a very caricaturized face. He has, like, mm-hmm. almost kind of exaggerated features of a human being. I mean, not to say that he looks funny, but I will... Okay, I'll say it. He looks funny. Jack yeah. Goldblum looks funny. <laughs> that's
0: that's exactly why they, they got him to be aliens and that in these earlier movies. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a unique-looking man.
2: Uh-huh. But I will say that the mud, I, and then and I know we, I talked about this uh, last week, but the mud effects that you see painted on uh, Malcolm's harness boots in this one shot here, these pictures by the way are all by um, Twitter, or er, I'm sorry, uh, Instagram member Jurassic 4.4. Er, 4. 4.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or Dr- yeah, Jurassic Park 4.4. 4. 4. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the, blood, er, I'm sorry, the mud effects on the boots are still spot on. I mean, they, they look like I mean, real boots, they just kind of shrunk down and stuck on the statue's
0: feet. Yeah. Yep. And that that mud affects everywhere. Like, there's there's mud on the wheels of the Explorer 5 at the rear. Um, Mm -hmm. And, of course, as we've seen last week with the upside-down Explorer, all up the sides of it, um, sort of blotting out the Jurassic um, logo on the side of the car. Um, Mm -hmm. The mud on the track in the middle and the mud on the Tyrannosaurus foot as well.
2: Yeah, and I just noticed that the uh, rear driver's side wheel has, has already been bitten off. It's just the basic, mm. it's just the uh, rim sitting on there. There's no tire. Yeah. And I just noticed that the uh, frame, the bottom of the frame, is bending around the bottom of the Rex's foot as she steps on it. Mm.
0: Yep. Which is a nice little yeah, touch.
2: Then we also have a close-up picture here by, again, Jurassic Park 4.4. Of Lex screaming in the car and it looks so good I mean even has the little blood scrape on her uh, uh, right shoulder blade her right shoulder
0: yeah and it's just some of the little detail like that um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I love how they've sort of gone for the um, I can only say sort of to keep the price down you've got the the main road that the whole thing sits on and it sort of finishes right at the back of the car there's no Mm-hmm. You couldn't have um, Malcolm's like in this photo He's he's standing around the back of the car but he's on his own base plate not on part of the diorama but um,
1: yeah.
0: it's also interesting you're looking behind too the nice gentle curve that's in the fence mm-hmm. and in the the retaining wall when I seen these on Facebook the other day I did make the comment about accuracy and okay the tire should have been in a teeth from the back of that explorer and there should have been more than just the one hole in the fence, but that's that's nitpicking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, definitely love, love everything I'm seeing here from their release. Yeah.
2: Um, and looking at the shot here that, uh, again, just part 4.4 guy here of the back of the uh, Explorer 5, uh, where me and Malcolm is standing behind the door. Yep. It, if I look closely, it almost looks like he has... Hinges on the door. I wonder if the door hinges will be able to open and close, and uh, at least uh, explore five.
0: Well, it being the upright one and not damaged, um, I'm sure if anyone was looking at getting anything from this set, it would be the Explorer. Because um, mm-hmm. we only had um, this past week too, just before the f- official trailer drop, Chronicle put out a shot of. Uh, box art for their upcoming piece. It had, had sort of the rusty-looking Explorer bonnet on it, so it looks like they're going for a, a some sort type of Explorer collectible as well, but um, mm-hmm. pers- personally, I'd love the whole diorama, but I think one of the Explorers would be, if I could only afford one piece, it'd be the Explorer. I'd Definitely. Always... I, was, I
2: was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I have plenty of T-Rexes in my collection... I, I mean, okay, it's a great T-Rex, but I really don't need another. But I have no vehicles in my Jurassic Park collection at all.
0: Not to and this I've quality. I've always
2: wanted the Explorer.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Actually, I lied. I, I, I have the remote control um, Lost World Mercedes, but that, that's badly damaged and all smashed up. Oh. And I'd love to have, like, a real Explorer in my collection. That'd be so cool.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. Like, even just the rear fence section and to a road, like, the base that you could put all your Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park Kenner figures on. Like, Mm -hmm. individually, the pieces you could use in uh, other ways as well. um, The whole lot now, because... I'm still still wondering what this is all going to cost.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And Iron Studios hasn't released um, any pricing yet. They promised they would at some time soon here. As well as um shipping to United States. They yeah. mentioned they would bring that up soon.
0: Yeah, because the um yeah, even stores like international stores that sort of deal with all this sort of stuff haven't got word of anything either. No. And normally they'll they'll put prayer orders up as soon as something's revealed at a convention and then adjust the prices accordingly later, but mm-hmm. I haven't even seen I don't know, there's just speculation or doubt on final numbers if it's going to be a limited release, or, which I hope it isn't, because <laughs> that, that adds to more price and yeah. tougher to get.
2: Yeah, exclusivity always ups the price a lot, and I really hope that's not done to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, looking at Iron Studios' other products, they, don't, they haven't done that with Star Wars, so I don't think they'll do that with Jurassic Park.
0: Mm-hmm. Good to know. And uh, also, we had some photos down there as well. They had a, a full-size 1-1 Explorer reproduction down there that people were getting photos taken with. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, As well as
2: yeah, a T-Rex. Yeah. They have a T-Rex.
0: They got a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of half coming out of a jungle backdrop so they didn't have to make the whole thing, but uh, yeah, very effective. Um, and mm-hmm. there were some photos coming out of uh, some fans down there that got... Uh, Banner and Colin to pose with it as well mm-hmm. um, which would have been exceptional because they, they sort of, as far as we know it was only that last week where they've turned around and said hey we're heading down so people wouldn't have gone there knowing that um, Colin and Jay would have been there which mm-hmm. would have been a nice little surprise and they got to see the trailer while they're down there Yeah. before everyone else they got to see the trailer
2: a little earlier than the rest of us did which is really cool for them
0: mm, yep and it's just great of Universal, too, sort of... I'd assume, because Bayona's in charge of the project here, that uh, they've sort of put a lot more money and time and effort into the local convention from where he's from. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, God, I did see a lot of grumbles in various fam groups that they wished... <laughs> stateside, they got stuff like this, but... Uh, there's time.
2: We'll see yeah. what
0: happens at SDCC. that normally... Uh, well, Jurassic wasn't there last year or the year before, so see what no, comes out of that. Wasn't... Not that that helps eighty percent of the country. <laughs> something
2: we reported previously that we have to make a, a um, amendment on. Yep. Is that previously we reported that these uh, Iron Studio dioram- uh, the diorama would not connect together, but looking at these photos, I'm not sure if they connect together, but they definitely do go together and they. Kind of like line up in a certain way, to my, make
0: them into one single diorama. Yeah, my thinking with that was the uh, the actual character stands, but it might have been they might have been referring to the entire diorama. Um, yeah, because in the road you can clearly see it's three pieces, but you can't really see those joins that much no. in the fence. Um, and it's just a shame that middle section sort of got such a tight join in the middle. I don't know. I'm not a real fan of the way that to a road looks like it's two pieces joined together in the middle. I'm hoping that's just production thing and it could be fixed in the final the final uh work, but again, these are minute nitpicks.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only
0: thing that's gonna stop me from buying this is the price. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and even then that might not stop me from buying it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if they have a payment plan like Chronicle does, oh. that would be really helpful and i'd Really appreciate
0: it. Yeah, that's it. Give me give me eight to ten months to pay it off.
2: Exactly.
0: Go into my Christmas tree for next year. <laughs> and even even Rexy yourself, like we haven't really talked about the Rex either. Um mm-hmm. And as you, it's sort of it's one of those tough things in the collector world. You're always sort of trying to get the new and best representation of a character or a figure. Um, and in the past, it's sort of okay. There's only one. Or no companies, it's just customizers doing stuff. And you sort of get one you're really happy with and keep it. But now when you start to get stuff in the spotlight and other companies come on and start to do it, like I got the breakout rex and now i mm-hmm.
1: will
0: try and see if I could fit her in between the gap in these <laughs> wires. I don't think scale mm-hmm. the scale would be way off anyway, but um it's just it's just one of those things because yes, I'm quite happy with the breakout rex as it is. Um, mm-hmm. It it's not financially viable to try and sell it at this point now that this has um been announced but it's it's a great looking sculpt and it's a great looking paint job on it they've done a good job with it and mm-hmm. I doubt I don't think the uh the ferns will come with it that are behind the fence
2: yeah and no it's going to come with its own foliage oh, okay not going to actually come with the uh fake planter ferns that we see in the photos
0: I was nearly going to say the black sort of felt uh, wall that's set up behind it and is reminiscent of the uh, the backdrop in the studio <laughs> when they filmed it, that you can see in some lightning flashes they've just got to paint some hazy mountains on it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But that's the uh, Ironhead reveals from uh, last Wednesday, I believe. David, anything else you want to bring up before we move on?
2: Yeah, I think we pretty much covered that.
0: Mm, well, we'll, uh, we'll report with uh, anything else that comes on. There's going to be a bit of a lull at the moment for Christmas and the holidays, so um, possibly late January, early February, we should uh, have more information if they haven't released released the uh, prices earlier, which they should have. Well, they should do, anyway. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur?
2: For kids who grow up loving dinosaurs, the Jurassic movies are really the vehicle for them to see their dreams realized. It's there. It's awesome. <laughs> the Jurassic movies have always been suspenseful and exciting. We're telling the next chapter.
0: This story takes dinosaurs
2: and takes Jurassic where it's never gone before. We're literally blowing up the island.
0: That's the scariest thing I've ever done. In this movie, we have a new director, Juan Antonio Bayona. I love playing with suspense. I like intensity, and I love to make the audience feel the total experience. He's genius when it comes to frightening people. It's the T-Rex.
2: It's the rex Careful, there's dinosaurs everywhere and they're flipping out and killing people. Let's go. It was important to us that the story be balanced on the characters, some of whom we know and some of whom we're just meeting. Jeff Goldblum, not gonna lie, that's pretty awesome.
0: Here I am talking about dinosaurs again. In this Jurassic world, you will see more dinosaurs than you've ever seen before.
1: this movie we are dealing with real animatronic dinosaurs
2: it looks like a real dinosaur I couldn't help but freak out the entire time
0: the challenge of making a sequel is finding the right balance between what people are expecting and what people will be surprised by
2: going to be intense and pretty spectacular it was really
1: good that was my best acting it's like nothing you've ever seen before
2: yeah man it's jurassic
1: this is gonna be awesome
0: All right, moving on. Um, last week we sort of talked about the two little teasers we got with the uh, Owen and the Raptor, and the uh, mm-hmm. the run trailer, or the run teaser we got as well, which we sort of presumed were going to be mainly footage from the upcoming trailers. But we got this really nice behind-the-scenes trailer first, and I've only noticed that Star Wars has just done it and Pacific Rim 2 Uprising has done it as well, where you've got sort of the trailer merged with this behind-the-scenes um, actors sort of talking about what they're doing on set, um, mm-hmm. video like behind the scenes of stuff on the set, um, and it's just I really love it because you can see see the people, the like the actors having fun on the set between cuts or between takes. Um, in this case, the animatronics um, operating them, making them uh, the gyrospheres on their arms. Like you get to really see how how this stuff's done, and it's not just all mm-hmm. in a computer.
2: Man, this was a really great kind of teaser, and I think that a lot of fans have started to agree that this teaser was actually better than the trailer in some ways.
0: Spoiler for the end, I I agree with that,
2: <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> but but for certain points, and we'll we'll definitely get to them. Um, mm-hmm. but it uh, opens with a shot of a, a pine forest and the mansion. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard one place, so I've heard one uh, fan group say it's. In California, another one has uh, linked it to the John Sales script, and it's um, possibly a link to the Grendel Corp and the um, cancelled Jurassic Park 3 script. No, Jurassic World script, or Jurassic Park 4, I should say. Yeah,
2: um, yeah,
0: it was. Um, I'm and, going
2: to go with... I'm more inclined to believe that this is Northern California, only because the only kind of sources that I've heard say linking it to the sales script where like just ban idle speculation.
0: Yeah, and I... I don't know what the racist term for country, terrain... I'm terrainist, but I I've, I've thought um, up sort of Sweden, all that, the hills are snow-capped or something, where this just seems like that misty... It almost seems like sauna, just a real eerie uh, pine forest.
2: Well, it was filmed in... um. It was filmed in Pinewood Studios, which is of course in England, which is very foggy like this. And but, that... yeah, the Isla Sorner, the that we know of, as Isla and the Lost World, was filmed in the redwoods, which of course had this is in this location not in the movie, but it mm. was filmed in the redwoods, which is where this is this location is supposed to be in the movie.
0: Yeah, and me saying that in no way suggests that Lockwood's got a mansion on Sauna. I was just, just the way that the sort of the mist hangs to the mountains. But um, it's also another, even though it's a shot, or presumably a shot from the film, it's just another a little insight into the movie Magic where we've seen this, the set photos for Lockwood's Manor. It was out in a nicely uh, prepared grassy lawn area and we thought it had like all these um, gardens around it. when here it's, no, it's hanging on the side of a mountain surrounded by pine forest, um, Mm -hmm. which we've seen some of those pines near the front gate. Then I wonder how far down the mountain the front gate actually is from the mansion, but it's just, it goes back to Jurassic World as well, where they had Main Street set up and abandoned Six Flags at Orlando and just put the uh, Nublar CG plates behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we cut to an interior where um, we got the skeletons from the official set photo that we got six months ago, and <laughs> not a lot between. Mm-hmm. And uh, a voiceover from Claire, do you remember the first time you've seen a dinosaur? Do you
2: remember the first time you've seen a dinosaur?
0: <laughs> it would have to be Jurassic Park. The trailers for Jurassic... Oh, mm-hmm. There's probably been... There was probably books at primary school or at, um, junior school, you know, you'd call it over there. Um, like... Again, being pre-Jurassic, it'd be just the the T-Rex standing up <laughs> with probably yeah. Guanodon thumbs or something and <laughs> um, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing, but I don't think I ever really took notice until Jurassic Park.
1: Mm.
0: And even then, it would have been just the trailers because I've never actually seen it in theatres, but... Um, how about you over there?
2: Um, for me, I think it was actually in a museum. I, wasn't, I, was, I didn't see Jurassic Park until I was three... And I think that the first is going as far back and racking my mind as much as I can. The first time I can see a dinosaur, I can remember seeing a dinosaur, seeing the Brachiosaurus uh, mount in the Stanley Field Hall of the Field Museum, which, of course, has been taken over by Sue. Mm-hmm. That And the Brachiosaurus was casted and moved outside. And the original bones stuck back in storage. So I want to say that the first time... Like
0: Grant,
2: the first time
0: I've ever seen a dinosaur live was Brachiosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> Not live, but. Oh, as, as close as you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, because I remember. Um, and I'm guessing it was because of uh, because of Jurassic Park. Um, there was a like a traveling fossil expedition thing that was um, visiting schools, and we had one come and like got to hold a original. They said it was Velociraptor, but I'm guessing it would have been a Deinonychus claw. Um, I, reckon no, that's cool. I reckon there'd be a little bit of a little bit of difference between the species there. Yeah. Um, if, if we're going off the one Grant had in the film was Deinonychus and not Velociraptor as well. Um, but yeah, just being able to, like... And of course, they had, like, a Tyrannosaur tooth um, and it was, it was sort of stuff like that that I remember quite fondly. Um, and that would have been the first sort of fossils... I would have seen i'm guessing <laughs> it definitely felt i haven't really felt much more since then apart from the ones i've brought but yeah no, that's a nice sort of blast back through memory lane <laughs> yeah. yeah um back to the trailer we cut to the uh, production team working on their the, uh, the trinosaur animatronic putting slime on the teeth and sort of just that um the saliva effect which is really cool because mm-hmm. it's fake drool <laughs> yeah
2: So it seems like, I'm assuming that at some point Chris Pratt's going to uh, see the T-Rex kind of like drooling or something like that, or open her mouth and roar, and that drool's just going to cover his face or something.
0: Well, as we've seen, or as we see later too, he climbs into the truck beside it where Claire's still outside, so I wonder if there's a sort of a hint back to uh, Lex getting sneezed on, but here we get the Rex roar and it just covers her in booger. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Possibly. We'll see what happens. But uh, we cut to a little girl playing with a, a small trenosaur toy, which is a really nice-looking toy. On a... Now, I thought this was a diorama of Jurassic Park, as it is, but I'm guessing this is of Jurassic Park as Lockwood and Hammond envisioned it, because there are some differences. Um, mm-hmm. But we can talk about that a little bit later, when we come back to it.
2: We do get a shot of Cromwell later, and I think that shot is going to be... Um... Connected to this shot where Cromwell's gonna come up behind, uh, I think her name is Lucy, that's what I've heard. The little girl's name is Lucy. Yeah. He comes up, somebody's gonna come up to her and say, Don't stop playing with the the diorama. And then Cromwell's gonna enter and act all grandfatherly and nice and say, Oh, no, it's alright, she can play if she wants. And then we get, of course, this kind of connection between her and her grandfather. Before he turns into completely son of a complete son of a bitch, of course, you'll <laughs> probably be novel Hammond, but without like, but he'll be somewhat redeemable instead of completely irredeemable.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. And I suppose as we um have these theories, we can talk about him here instead of saving it for them where I we might forget them. Um, you you posted during the week or after the, this trailer coming out that um exactly that quote and that mm-hmm. uh, that idea and. Then, I don't. I, yeah, I don't feel he's going to be as mustache, mustache twirling as what we've seen before. I reckon he's going to have. Uh-huh. It's going to be more. Dare I say it? Um, a callback to Jurassic Park Three when Grant says um, some of the worst things imaginable being done with the best intentions. Whatever, whatever his backstory is with Hammond and Ingen, whether mm-hmm. whether as we sort of think he's he was screwed over or. There was a breakup in partnership, and Hammond got the uh, somehow got the child, and he got nothing, or whatever whatever mm-hmm. happened there. If because also in that shot later, he's looking pretty frail in that wheelchair as well. Whether that's just a put on, if he to be sort of the same age, I don't even I don't know if James Cromwell's the same age as Attenborough was.
2: No, no,
0: he's not at all. The, okay, uh, a bit uh, younger
2: Cromwell's not near. I don't, I don't think he's anywhere near Attenborough's
0: age. Okay. He's old, but he's not that old. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just thought they might have been around the same age, film-wise, so if we see what Cromwell's like here, that's probably what Hammond mm-hmm. would have been like, but Hammond probably would have been deteriorated a lot more. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe like he's got his granddaughter here that sort of loves playing with dinosaurs, but never got the chance to go to Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, and um, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, the mother or father are there as well, and whether there's financial problems involved or... What have you? Because he's sort he seems to be pretty seclusive up in this mountain in his mansion. Oh, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be as black and white this time. I hope it's not, mm-hmm. anyway. If he's if he's just sorry, or sore because Hammond sort of cut him from the company, and he's just wants revenge mm-hmm. or money. Well, come on, it's been thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> Something so should I did have happened hear beforehand. An interesting
2: theory about from or er, yeah, Cromwell's character, Lackwood, That he's kind of been the one behind this uh, Hammond's downfall, the entire in the Parks' downfall the entire time. He was the one that got uh, Dodgson to hire Nedry. He was the one that whispered into Ludlow's ear to uh, that he should replace Hammond. That he was that he was the one that hired Wu to create the Indominus Rex for any kind of ulterior motive. Because we know that the um the new in uh. The new threatening dinosaur, which we see uh, snippets of throughout the trailer and this teaser, we know that it it's not on Sorna; it's somewhere else. Mm. It's where it, it's possibly even wherever this um, mansion is. Mm.
0: Yeah, and that's a that's a very good theory because as much as much as we want to be um, more so because of the novel, by oh, Ingen is an novel, but Biason never named in the first novel. The whole, mm. the whole plot thread from the Lost World novel was dropped in the sequel to the film um, mm. because of the issues with the actor and, and anything else. And um, it's sort of the whole bias and things being dropped. Now, yeah. that's, that's one way to turn around and say, well, yes, it was this in the book, but hey, Dodson was working for whoever. And Cromwell might even be the head of bison he might have gone and done his own thing afterwards we just don't we just don't know Mm -hmm. and then then have um have either woo feeding him information about doing his own stuff or research or having someone with him do his own research um or yeah sending sending uh dodson and Hedry there to sort of screw things up or even get the Mm -hmm. embryos and the screw up was sort of a uh reaction to that, but it's just something we don't know yet, and it's, it's one of the one of the big questions I've got going into Fallen mm-hmm. Kingdom, and I just hope yep. it's handled a lot better than some of the questions I had for Jurassic World. Um, with yeah, his... I will
2: say that he will, I don't think he'll be mustache-twirling at all. Hoskins was very mustache-twirling. Oh, yes. he
1: was yep.
2: Almost like a caricature of a Bond villain in a way. Mm. He was like... No, Mr. Owen, I don't
0: expect you to talk. I expect you to die. <laughs> you Pat's a little, little blue baby. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> but we, we <laughs> keep moving on. He, um, then we get the cut to uh, Colin for kids who grew up loving dinosaurs. Jurassic movies are really the vehicle uh, for them to see their dreams realized, which, I mean, you've just talked about mm-hmm. seeing the museums that when we were younger because of the films. Um, mm-hmm. We cut to an eye-opening, very similar to Irex in Jurassic World, um, which mm-hmm. the black scales, like we can pretty much say it's the Indoraptor.
2: Um, yeah. It's almost like black iridescent, though. It reminds me of a lot of a blackbird, and where it's like, it's dark, but it's got like this sheen to it that kind of creates like a blue sheen over mm. it, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, was, I was sort of getting a, a black snake, um...
2: Oh yeah, cause, that too.
0: Because a lot more—it seems a lot more scaly than what uh, all the raptors in Jurassic World were, for instance. Um, it's almost—it almost goes back to those original um, Jurassic Park raptors, where you've got sort of the larger scale segments on their body and not so much a leathery skin, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: without that shading, of course. Because uh, adding the detail wasn't that good, and this—this this is all animatronics too, which looks fantastic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, and then we Uh, cut to uh chris pratt bryce and uh justice they're hiding behind one of the gyrospheres and uh mm -hmm. you get um pratt sort of do the fist pump and this is awesome um or Mm -hmm. he says awesome and you get the clapper come down to uh cut this cut the scene Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: then we get the uh slow pan down of the ruined Jurassic world gates and the monorail destroyed on the ground beside it Mm -hmm. Um, and
2: of course uh the plane that we later see in the trailer flying overhead
0: yeah it's it's cut a little bit differently here you only just get a quick glimpse of it as the camera drops down and I, when i yeah. was saying i thought well, was it a drone a helicopter or a plane um but of course we see in the trailer it is a plane um, mm-hmm. but first shot another shot in this in this teaser that just looks stunning
2: yeah it does and it almost makes you question how did it ha- how did this happen i mean were they still running the monorails as they shut, as they um, abandoned the park, or did they just leave the monorails to run, or did this go down with a whole bunch of people in it?
0: That's yeah, that's one question I brought up because, as far as we know from Jurassic World, everyone was sent to the harbor to get on the cruise ships, which mm-hmm. would have meant all the monorails would have been going back and forth ferrying everyone today. Because I don't think you could just, well, actually, I think they just did they sent everyone there in a big crowd. They walked there, I think.
2: No, no, They evacuated them with the monorails. Okay. Because the monorails are, like, the only way to and from the... uh, to and from the harbour to... from the um, main compound.
0: Well, that's what I thought, because it runs up along that massive ridge, um, Mm -hmm. which is sort of the opposite side of Gallimomas Valley, but... um, Yeah, I just didn't... Like, 22,000 people in a monorail that can hold... That can hold um, 150. Maybe yeah, I should say
2: probably
0: 100. <laughs> yeah, they okay. They would have been going backwards and forwards, but how long would it have taken them to ferry everyone to the harbour? And again, mm-hmm. once they got to the harbour, once the last person was evacuated, you think they'd be locked down? Or Larry, when Larry shut the system off, it would have cut power to mm-hmm. them or something. It just I, I, yeah, there's no skeletal hand or anything hanging out a window, but it mm-hmm. makes me wonder what's inside.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, they were ferrying people all uh, all the way through the night. Yeah. And I think they were kind of ferrying, and the park was pretty much desolate by the time that the Indominus Rex got there. But mm. yeah.
0: But it's a stunning shot, aside, and we get a couple more up uh mm-hmm. Here and in the main trail as well. But uh, we get Chris Pratt's over. The Jurassic movies have always been suspenseful and exciting. Uh, we're t- telling the next chapter, and then you cut to production, working on some sets. Uh, the helicog. the helicog. the helicopter rig is sort of hanging there, and we've sort of. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: above Main Street, it seems. You can see a section of the Mosasaur fence there, and some of the buildings from yeah. Main Street. Yeah. Like someone said, you can zoom okay. in and see Chris Pratt in the helicopter, so possibly. I don't know because we get a couple of different shots of people arriving or being airborne on the island, so I really don't know how people are getting in and leaving the island at this point.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't tell that. I can't tell who's in the helicopter. Oh,
0: okay.
2: I always thought that they filmed the helicopter uh, portion at at, um, at Lockwood Studio, or I mean, at Pinewood Studios at the Lockwood Manor. That's where I thought they, where they filmed that. Mm. You can kind of see pine trees in the background
0: too. Yeah, but they made they made the section of Main Street at um, where Lockwood's manor was as oh, well. Oh right,
2: right, right! I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because there was there was one set photo that came out that leaked of the sort of helicopter at night time and lightning effects going off near it. So mm-hmm. this is sort of it appearing and them working on the on the effect. But um, then we get the shot of the Mom's Valley. Um, as the troop carries past by the uh, dead Ankylosaur skeleton, which we've seen in the earlier trailer, or teaser. <laughs> um, I had to laugh someone actually, I've seen someone suggest that it was the uh, Ankylosaur the Irex brought down when the kids are watching in the gyrosphere, which, completely different animal, like, yeah. those ones were sort of they're more lost world feel, as in, um, not the Jurassic franchise one, where they had sort of the longer spikes on their shoulders, and um this mm-hmm. seems like an infant too in size but we get bryce this story takes dinosaurs and takes jurassic where it's never gone before and um you get bryce and justice looking scared flames spill down behind them um they're in this uh this underground bunker or whatever mm-hmm. it is there seems to be the several scenes we get in both trailers um of this underground section or of this building
2: and I got to really wonder, where, is that, where are those flames coming? Is that the magma uh, just kind of breaking through the surface there and just pouring into the bunker?
0: Hmm. Well, we've seen um, set photos from Real News or in Hawaii of the uh, sort of like the fake um, lava on top of one of the bunkers there.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: don't know if it's sort of running over the roof or or what's happening there, but... So I wonder if they haven't finished the effect because it it seems it looks like it's just sort of uh, fire dripping down. It doesn't actually look like... like I wouldn't imagine lava would be running or flowing this fluently um, unless Mm -hmm. there's a lot of it. It could be parts of the building melting.
2: Yeah, true. Um,
0: But then to get lighting, they would probably use sort of fire, like a flammable liquid to drip down with the fire on it just so the lighting mm-hmm. is all that and all right. Um, but we're going to cut to uh, explosions in the mansion and labs, or what we assume is in the uh, mansion. Um, interesting here, there's a shot with some incubators with some eggs in them. Um, yeah. And in a separate area, which has got some, like, jail bars and cells or cages. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it looks like Moo is definitely developing more of his own products. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this isn't the Jurassic World lab. It's another lab somewhere else um, mm. where we can expect Lou, uh, Lou Wu was taken to during Jurassic World and that incident. But again, it's sort of everything's blowing up. So um, I heard one theory that um, it'd be great to see Nick Van Owen come back in a surprise cameo <laughs> and help <laughs> blow the lab to bits. I mm. doubt it, but it'd be, it'd be a good little callback. Um, yeah. And then we get Pratt. Saying, uh, we are literally blowing up the island, which, uh, sort of picks up the tempo a bit, we get the east dock scenes with the explosions going on, um, mm-hmm. fuel drums and that exploding, and the gang are sort of running and jumping to the back of the Unimog, which... Yeah, this
2: was filmed, wasn't this filmed in a harbour in Oahu?
0: Yeah, yep, and they had the, uh, they had a aged east dock sign there on the set, which, um... Yeah. I'm pretty sure the uh, production team left there because they also gave they donated a heap of money to the harbour master or the um, group that run the harbour to sort of get security cameras and all that sort of thing added to the site afterwards so um, I just found it interesting they're sort of, if you assume they're trying to escape the volcano and these explosions maybe from lava bombs or something oh, coming then, down
2: so, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. because later we do see sort of explosions on the asphalt around them and chunks of rock and that coming up. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: They're driving... They're, they're running to jump in the back of a truck, which is driving as fast as they can go towards the end of the dock. Mm-hmm. We know... Yeah. We've seen images of the boat. If, we, if this boat's going to be CG and they're sort of going to be driving towards a, uh, a platform or entry ramp as it's closing or as the boat's getting ready to set sail... Mm-hmm. Um it's sort of and again, if you're gonna have a big boat with dinosaur cages on it and that sort of stuff, you're uh it's gonna be very hard to do practically unless you're James Cameron.
2: <laughs> oh, well you do see later in the um trailer of the back of a ship with uh containers and stuff in it.
0: Yes, and there's is... the island. Yeah, and so they're looking. Like the driving to. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's almost like an it's almost like an L P D where the back comes down and, yeah you know?
0: Yeah, no, I just felt it, I felt it weird that they sort of run to get in this truck to go an extra hundred or a couple hundred metres to the end of the dock. Um, <laughs> when it, when the, 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 the Unimog's got like a canvas tarp on it as well, so you're not really protecting yourself from lava bombs, but if it was one of the armoured personnel carriers, I'd understand a bit more, but
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: but that's all right. Um, we get our cut to the introduction of J.A. Biona, and he explains how he likes intensity and playing with suspense. And uh, to make uh, to make the audience feel the total experience.
2: As uh, I'd like to go back to the uh, East Dock though, for just for a second though. Yep. Because I mean, this is the spot that where we've seen them. So I think that they are running that. What's going to happen is that somehow Owen, Claire, and uh, Justice—I think his name is—get uh, left behind somehow, and they're running to get in the truck so that it can maybe launch itself into the back of the boat. Mm. But the other thing is that we we also know that they filmed here with uh, static props, Stegosaurus, and other dinosaurs, so we know that they are, this is definitely where they are offloading the dinosaurs from the island.
0: Yeah, and if, just like I wanted in The Lost World, I want to see dinosaurs in cages getting loaded onto a boat or that stuff, like we've seen the cages on the dock. Um, mm-hmm. Presumably there's going to be a cutscene to... Someone there, or the captain, saying that this thing's ready to blow. We need to get out of here, or something. While mm-hmm. animals are getting loaded on, I hope none of the animals are left behind on the dock in cages,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's already going be sad, It's already been yeah, sad enough be, with yeah. what we see coming up in the trailer with what happens with some of the animals mm-hmm. there. But
2: I also noticed I don't think the shot is finished of the shot of them jumping to the back of the truck because I just noticed uh, I think somebody's house on the, <laughs> <What's> the side. <laughs>
0: That would be the old Jurassic Park harbour master. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and it's sort of it, it cuts so fluently between sort of uh, in film shots and scenes and the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, that might be just part of the behind the scenes stuff that they haven't haven't CG'd yeah. that out. Um, I'm sure ten seconds later, as the camera comes around, you'll see a sailboat or something in the in the harbour.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but we got the yeah. uh, introduction to J.O. Bayona here as well. Yeah. He wants to uh, make the audience feel the total experience.
2: Yeah, and J.O. Bayona is really good at that. Um, I think that from what we've seen of the tone so far, it looks like this movie is definitely going to be darker. It's definitely going to be um, more suspenseful than uh, any of the previous movies besides The Lost World. I think it's definitely going to be on par with The Lost World in terms of... Um, suspense and thrill
0: and stuff like that. When I seen this, I was, I was actually thinking it was going to be sort of more like uh, just take the Lost World and say no, nah, this is how you really do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> with some of the scenes now, we'll get to some of the some of the clips from the main trail that sort of pulled me back from that idea, but um, I haven't seen any of his previous films, I'm going to try and make an effort to um, see a monster calls and that but um, mm-hmm.
2: I've seen one of Monster Calls, and it's very good. It's very suspenseful, kind of creeping away, and it's. I think it's uh, that Bayona was a very good choice for this
1: movie.
2: Hmm. And and I, going to what you said about um, the way that you kind of feel that like this was going to say, this is how you, lo, The Lost World should have been, I kind of feel like this is going to be the movie that people expected The Lost World to be.
0: Oh, definitely. This is going to be
2: this movie that had they ignored the, uh, had the second novel not been written, that this is what we would have gotten. We would have gotten this kind of Jurassic Park re- or Return to Jurassic Park to save the dinosaurs. Yeah. You know.
0: Yep. And we definitely get that more from the main trail, where we see what Main Street looks like and that. But even even going back to uh our predecessors, Kyle and Brody when they were doing the Jurassic Park podcast, when whenever the sort of the Lost World come up there. I think even when we were on the show with them um, in episode one oh, 106 and 107 or 7 and 8, um, their their dreams or their hopes for a Jurassic sequel were returning to that abandoned theme park. Um,
1: exactly.
0: And a lot of people at the time would have thought, yep, this is what we're going to do. They probably hadn't read the book at the time and thought, oh, good Jurassic Park, we're going to see what happens after the helicopter flies away from the island and... Mm-hmm. no, here we are I, I, it, it's it's classic Ian okay, so there's another island, no fences this time and you're going to send people in <laughs> very few people on the ground it's just yeah. yeah, and that's where it started to unravel for a lot of fans and I think in time, like especially after Jurassic Park 3 came out, a lot of fans have uh, learned to appreciate it a lot more and and so for some like me, it's their it's favourite of the franchise so
2: yeah, same.
0: yep Then we cut to uh, Chris on the. It's like a glass roof. Like a. Mm -hmm. abonarium, No. Whatever the the inside fernery or gardens are called. I can't remember the name of it now. They cut to a glass roof structure anyway, and Chris is on it holding uh, the young girl's arm. Mm -hmm. A nighttime scene that's raining. Which uh, is the mansion. We get some more mansion shots as well. Pratt, uh, Pratt approaching a table. And uh, we see a dead, or an unconscious body at the very least, uh, hanging out beside the the uh, structure in the middle of the room, and all of a sudden it's whipped away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Unsure by what? What whipped the, the uh, body away? Because it's sort of, it's not a large structure, it's like a like a big marble box or something that possibly there's a dinosaur statue on top of, or there was a dinosaur statue on top of... Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the dinosaur statue stands. Yeah. Because we'll go back to the shot that's uh, with Bayona in it, you can see that there's like this funky creature that we saw the shadow of mm. um, kind of in the background in this diorama set. So he he has these diorama sets kind of around this main fo- foyer of statues. Or, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, skeleton mounts.
0: Yep. Yeah, I just I just found it interesting that it sort of it isn't a very large area for something to behind to hide behind. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sort of it screams or it shadows a lot of the uh, the raptor attack at the Star Jurassic Park. But at least that raptor was pulling the gatekeeper into a box where you couldn't really see
1: mm-hmm.
0: what was happening. Where here, there's no tail hanging at the back. It sort of whips this um, unconscious person out of sight really quickly. And it's a good little jump scare. Unfortunately, now we've seen it in the trailer. Um, but, yeah, then nothing... Maybe there's a following scene where it runs around the other side and carries the body off or something.
2: Mm-hmm. I think in the context, it's still going to be pretty scary. Oh,
0: yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. this scene
2: just screams that it's going to be tense when we see it in the theatre.
0: Yep. Well, that's because we've got scenes here with Pratt sort of walking around the mansion, very... um like very tense stuff like Bayona was saying how mm. he wants to do um, it sort of reminds me a lot of the Resident Evil movies same same thing just wandering the mansion waiting for something to jump out behind a door at you cut to Bryce when she's uh she says is generous when it comes to frightening people and uh, then we cut to a screen with a big blinking red dot on it and uh, Justice is there murmuring it's a T-Rex it's a T-Rex and Claire tells him to stop it's not the T-Rex and, um, yeah,
2: the pipes are small for the T-Rex.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, they're in some type of control room again, this either underground bunker or the same stuff we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, flames light up the room, and uh, we get the reveal of the Baryonics that we've seen in one, the first TV <laughs> spot.
2: Yeah. And I actually just noticed in the HD uh, shot of this, you can see... Um, just spit uh,
0: flying out of its mouth. Mm. Yeah, so we've got the introduction of the barracks. Now We didn't talk about the first TV spot last week, did we? I
2: thought we did.
0: Okay. And then we cut to uh, Chris and Bryce with Bayona sort of playing around on set. And uh, Pratt says, you've got to be careful. Uh, these dinosaurs are flipping out everywhere. And sort of flicks the safety off his pistol and says, let's go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We cut to what's being dubbed the courtroom scene. A quick shot of that. We got um, Bayona working on the uh, New Blood diorama, which you can see the Jurassic Park gates there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though they're yep. sort of pointing out towards a uh, like a hill, again, sort of makes me think this is something that maybe Hammond and Lockwood stood around saying this is our dream. I hope there's a drop to San Diego. Maybe Lockwood, too, sa- should, maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe Lockwood saying we should just stick with the San Diego project, and Hammond like, no, we uh, the des- animals deserve better, or something. It's probably another question on my list that's not going to get answered, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> we got Colin. It's important to us to uh, it's important to us that the story be balanced on the characters, some of whom we know, and some we're just meeting. And we get a quick cut here of Woo looking down at the specimen, you know. Sort of a glass tube.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we got two new characters. Um,
2: yeah, one of them is a girl. She she looks kind of sweet and innocent, but then you notice the Semper Fi tattoo, so that she's an ex-marine.
0: Yeah, well, she's and part. She, I
2: think she actually described her character as being a badass. so... Yeah, yep. That definitely uh, goes in hand in hand.
0: Yeah, she's part of the um, the animal, the dinosaur rights group that Claire's sort of spearheading. Um, which seems mm-hmm. to be the motivation to go to the island and uh, rescue the animals. Um, but as you said, she sort of seems to be military as well and possibly not uh, going there with the animal's best interest at heart. And also we get the the shot here of Lockwood in his wheelchair mm-hmm. um, yep. with, with one of those uh, canes that we've seen mm-hmm. a few months ago. Yeah.
2: Um, his cane seems to also mirror um, Hammond's, but... No way that his is just simple wood, whereas Hammond's was um, or his is wood with a silver um divider between the base and the uh, amber cane topper.
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Whereas Hammond's had like a bone slash bamboo kind of motif to
0: it. Yep, another prop I need. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Then we cut to Pratt, um, Jeff Goldblum. Not going to lie, it's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we cut to see the man himself in the courtroom. Neck um, mm-hmm. and I, it
2: is pretty awesome. We got uh, Jeff Goldblum back in this movie.
0: Yep, and he you says, right? even just his line here, here I am talking about dinosaurs again. And so he's got that amazed, fence, that amazed face, and that's that's Malcolm as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to get to <laughs> the lines we get in the trailer here, and I think that's not Malcolm, but just uh, he's got the beard, rocking the beard. Um, yep. completely 180 from his recent appearance in Guardians so what he's there for I, I found interesting that um, they took the time to print up a nameplate for him so mm-hmm. they obviously knew he was going to be there
2: and of course whacking the uh, Ian Malcolm Black he's wearing an like, all black suit even, his, he's, even everything in the suit is black he's, even the uh, undershirt is mm. black <laughs> black tie, black shirt black uh, suit coat
0: he kept on coming out of his trailer, and he kept on coming sure? out of his he kept on coming out of his trailer, and Banner just kept on yelling to the uh, to the dresses, more black, more black. <laughs> <laughs> As for what's happening happening here, I I sort of had the thought today maybe he's going to be more not an antagonist, but just sort of um, not in any way, shape, or form uh, supporting or suggesting. These animals should be saved at all.
2: I don't know. I'm on the fence of where he might be with this. I have yeah. no idea where he's. Uh, I mean, you think that Ian Malcolm would be like, yeah, they got to be, they got to be destroyed completely. But then, I mean, the, the dialogue he has in the trailer may almost makes me think otherwise.
0: Hmm. That's alright. We'll get to it when we get to the next trailer. <laughs> um. Yeah. Then we cut to a a head puppet of the Carnotaurus. And blues and mm-hmm. blue, which mm-hmm. were fantastic. Good, see two. I'm going to say two stand-in, because they're too small to be the actual animatronic heads. Yeah, and the stand-ins. And
2: almost, was... and the blue one here looks like it's actually out in front of the Lockwood Manor.
0: Hmm. Yeah, which is interesting because we've seen the trailer. Chris is going there to save her. So. Mhm. I suppose you should bring up too how. <laughs> how they structured the official trailer to be the first, Colin said within the first hour of the film and mm-hmm. nothing nothing, the second hour has been shown in that trailer to keep no. fans guessing but then this comes out and stuff like that well, that obviously shows that Blue gets off the island and somehow it ends up this mansion at the end and
2: well, I think he means, like, the trailer only shows the... Just okay. the trailer only shows the first hour, not, actually, not the behind-the-scenes or anything like that.
0: Okay. I hope there's more behind-the-scenes than this, on the on the DVDs mm-hmm. and that.
2: <laughs> oh, uh... We have, the fact that we ha- finally have animatronics again should make the behind-the-scenes really fun to watch. Yeah. Making a feature that shows how they built all the animatronics, that should oh, be yeah. awesome.
0: And a book, please. someone someone make a goddamn table book (laughs) but then we get the big girl herself the rex animatronic here as well um and then Mm -hmm. we get another guy i i don't know there's no subtitle so i don't know who who it actually is um but he says in this Jurassic world you'll see more dinosaurs than you've ever seen before um Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i don't know if that's one of the production guys or I'm not real good with faces in, in casting crew. I don't
2: know who this guy is. I think he might be part of the FX team.
0: Yeah. Is is, it the same, is he the same one that's using the remote control later when Blue's on the table?
2: I couldn't tell. No, I don't think that was the same guy. The same, That guy was older.
0: Okay. Well, that happens in this scene. We get a cut, and uh, we see Blue laying on a table, screaming, giving mm-hmm. out a shriek, and Bryce looking scared, and sort of lifts his head and snaps its jaws, which we sort of talked in The Lost World when we got to that part about the baby on the table and how they had the issues of having something big and sold like that not really conforming and laying down to the table as it naturally would. Well, here they've just upped the scale a hell of a lot and it looks fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we also get a cut here too of one of the prop makers sort of painting the blue animatronic up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we get Pratt uh, on this movie we're dealing with real animatronic dinosaurs, which... Yeah. Is good to know. Something like this... Well, they wouldn't have been able to do something like this with Jurassic World because it would have been a lot of green screens, but um, I think they've definitely taken some criticisms from Jurassic World and gone, nut, we've got to do it this way. And
1: oh, yeah.
0: from all of, yeah. all accounts, fans are 100% with what they've been doing so far, mm-hmm. animatronic-wise. Um, could we get a nice yeah. shot here? I'm I'm guessing an ankylosaur um, or something, something like that. Could we get a close-up of an eye... Uh, sort of opening and closing.
2: I don't know what it is, but it, I, I think that might be the um, Stegosaurus. I don't know.
0: Oh, okay, possibly. I just love how it's sort of got that little tint of yellow between the scales. It mm-hmm. sort of reminds me of that um, leaked shot of the animatronic Velociraptor for Jurassic World that we never actually seen. Where it yeah. sort of made the raptors more green with that sort of yellow in between the scale lines. Um but it's definitely like a, a, a fat headed like a fat headed animal. It's not. It's definitely not a carnivore. No. I don't think. <laughs> then we got Bryce. It looks like a real dinosaur. Um, and she couldn't help but freaked out the whole time. Which again, because we cut to the Rex in the cage here, and her eyes open, and her head lifts up, mm-hmm. and she bellows, while Chris is standing beside it. Which there's some fun times. <laughs> hmm.
2: Um, now I think that something that's going to be great about this movie is that. It's going to be really hard to tell the blending, with the blending of the CGI and the uh, animatronic, because when I first saw the shot with the with Rexy here, I swore that was a CGI effect, just because I had seen the uh, stand-in prop before and I assumed it was a static prop like what we've been what they had used on um, Jurassic World. Hmm. And then with the shot with Blue, I thought I would have paid I would have paid money to say that was a um,
0: that was a practical effect, but that was CGI. Yeah. yep. And that's... Maybe maybe there is some slight CG work going on with the uh, the stand-in just to sort of give it mm-hmm. a little bit more fluidness or something, which it doesn't really need to. They're pretty good with this animatronics now. I suppose we won't know until we see a Stegosaur in the cage. Or yeah. a, tri- a Triceratops. Um, because at least that way they've sort of got... Well, I think they're just foam foam sculpted animals that have been painted um, mm-hmm. for the stand-ins but at least you've got the characters there they can put their hand on it and and, and like, interact um, we've seen the sort of the scene with Claire and Owen in Jurassic World where they've got the apatosaur the neck there now say what you will about the quality there but at least they've got something to touch and interact with and, mm-hmm. and all that and it was a good part of the film So and we um, get a cut with Pratt looking up at a jungle canopy, sunlight sort of coming through, which I just love that sort of deep, dark jungle when the sun's trying oh, yeah. to break through the canopy. Echoes um, of
2: the lost world all over the shot.
0: Yep. And uh, we got by Annie, the challenge of making a sequel is to find the balance between what people are expecting and what people will be mm-hmm. surprised by. And that's sort of in a over with uh, Pratt walking up a stream bed. Um, we suddenly get to see a mirror, car mirror, in the foreground, and, uh, and then Blue leaps out of the open on top of this overturned car and uh, sort of snarls at Pratt, which, uh, Mm -hmm. we didn't see, it doesn't, it's not as obvious here, but in the main trailer, it's, uh, definitely Zero Four Explorer upside down. Yep. Um.
2: So it looks like we're going to get to see, get to see Rexy's old paddock again. Hmm.
0: Or this section of it. (laughs) i swear there better be a retained wall behind that somewhere <laughs> it, it's also interesting too so that culvert under the road sort of has made this stream now it was sort of hard to determine what was there in jurassic park but it's great just another another little call back from jurassic park here whether it's um O one there to be eaten by blue or to save blue um it's all going to happen this old bit of park tech and then we uh we pretty much get the run clip that we've seen in the first teaser. Um, mm-hmm. We cut to Bryce and Justice in a gyrosphere um, going down a trackway, looking terrified, mm-hmm. sort of like a roller coaster. Well,
2: it looks like the, in the final trailer, this ends up being them going over the cliff.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and we can sort of talk about when we get there, because you got the effects added afterwards in the water. Yeah. Um, but then we got Colin. Um, this movie's going to be more intense and pretty spectacular which he's there making, so he's got, to, he's got to pimp it out. Um, more explosions on the dock, uh, gyrosphere underwater, Pratt jumps in to save him, which we, we think he, he's jumping to save him, but from what we've seen in the trailer, he's probably just jumping in to avoid the uh, disaster that's happening behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of interesting too, because this is obviously in a pool, nice, beautiful dark blue water. Uh, where later there's going to be fire and animals plopping in all around them. But um, mm-hmm. then we got Pratt back beside the Rex head in that trailer, and he sort of turns to the camera and breaks the fourth wall and says, "That was some of my best acting." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we get a shot of the group inside a corporate helicopter or a plane. Um, again, don't know if they're flying to or from. This could be the end of the movie. Could be. Could be anywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, gyrosphere proper gain um, Pratt sort of giving the rock band sign um, you got Bryce it's like nothing you've ever seen before the Rex head again then you got the Indoraptor roaring at the guy against the wall with that messed up jawline which is sort of very IREX
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you got the uh, cut to Pratt feeding the uh, baby blue scene and some sort of chew toys visible there Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because in that first teaser we got, it sort of looked like it was down low, um, sort of mobile phone footage, whereas here it's sort of up higher where a camera would be. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wonder if Bayona or Colin or someone just sort of recorded Chris doing that to just release as a teaser or what what was happening there. But I, now that I've seen this this shot, sort of higher up i don't think that lower shots going to be in the film like that was just some put together for the first little bit of marketing
2: possibly i mean we know we do know that happens all the time
0: mm.
2: where they film uh shots specifically for marketing and then don't use them in the movie yep i mean so many of those shots were done for world one where oh <laughs> they just turn the camera on uh, while they're uh coming off a shot and they grabbed
0: something that really good that they liked, and they just threw it into the trailer. Yep. Yep. And then uh, we get Pratt just saying, "Yeah, man, it's Jurassic," and the uh, this is going to be awesome line from the first uh, teaser as well. Mhm. And then we get the slow reveal of some embers in the background of the uh, another Fallen Kingdom logo, <laughs> which I'm not a fan of at all. It's sort of it's sort of got that shine. And almost like the like the suns up in the top left or, or the top right or something like the Jurassic World one had.
2: Yeah, um. it doesn't look right. I and it looks like the logo has actually been cut out. Like the background has been cut out, and it's just the circle with the Rex head and the uh, plaque.
0: Yeah, where's the where's the broken the broken concrete or the rock one <laughs> that we've it doesn't seen? Doesn't
2: seem like we're going for that anymore. I guess.
0: Yeah. Like even just have that and. Have it appear, and then have the embers start to fall in front of it. Then just sort of have the cracks start to glow red or something. Just, I really yeah, like I'm... that. I really like that logo, and it seems like they've not gone because we I get just... the same. We get the exact same logo on the end of the first trailer as well.
2: Mhm. And I miss that. Um, I do miss the color and the logos.
0: Mm, that Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the uh, behind the scenes teaser trailer. Just over, I think, three minutes and twenty seconds long. Longer than the, uh, the official trailer. <laughs> um, yeah. I suppose, anything else yeah. you want to bring up out of that?
2: Um, I think, I, honestly, it was it's more interesting than the trailer, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I even love the score, sort of, playing as well, sort of that real suspenseful drums. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm going to strike the other one pretty negatively for when we get to it here in a minute, but... <laughs>
2: music that goes over in this behind the scenes teaser is beautiful it's like if they it's welcome to Jurassic Park but if it was taken down to the level of um the Imperial March with that kind of boldness and impactfulness you know
0: hmm yep but it was just a fantastic a fantastic little thing I would have been quite happy with this and then got the full trailer in February with Super Bowl like (laughs) <laughs> it showed it showed stuff from the scene. It gave us a, the feel of the movie. Gave us animatronics, um, the main cast on set, uh, either in film scenes or just interacting with owner or Colin or the animals themselves.
2: Oh, I think I remember saying after I saw this, "That's better than the trailer."
0: I'm mm-hmm.
2: happy with this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And definitely for future future. T- oh going ahead, I'll be probably watching this a lot more than what we get coming up next. Taking dinosaurs off this island is the worst idea in a long, sad history of bad ideas, and uh, I'm going to be there when you learn that. So, uh, what are you dating, like, an accountant now, or... Owen. The antriloquist? Stop it. You love a dummy.
2: This is not why we're here. You can blame me. I know why we're here. A rescue op? To save the dinosaurs from the island that's about to explode? What could go wrong?
1: Blue is alive. You raised her.
2: Do these animals deserve the same protections given to other species? Or should they just be left to die?
0: These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful,
2: they're going to be here after. <laughs> be content life breaks free life finds a way
0: Thursday, during Thursday Night Football, the uh, first trailer dropped for everyone else. I think mm-hmm. the, uh, the Twitter, Jurassic, or the Universal Twitter, posted it before it actually screened on the TV.
2: They did. They posted it, I probably want to say, I don't know, two or three minutes before it, post, it appeared on screen.
0: Yeah. Yep. Which is
2: kind of disappointing. I, I was kind of looking forward to, uh, to filming it on my TV and being the first one to post it up on the chat. <laughs> and
0: on facebook and all over social media yeah yep <laughs> yep oh it was a it was a hectic week i oh, repeated yeah. repeated posts of when's the trailer when's the trailer is the trailer now when's the trailer i just i just really just wanted to walk away from the fandom for a couple of days but uh and <laughs> after after seeing that behind the scenes when i could have quite happily just not notifications off until january uh, until june next year but no, we got the uh, the official trailer released uh, just mm-hmm. about two and a half minutes long. Uh, opens with a jukebox in a bar selecting and playing uh, a record. Um, we got uh, Chris and Bryce in there which I thought was remin- reminiscent of Jurassic Park 3. I was I would have preferred Big Hat No Cattle to start playing but it's, uh, <laughs> that that probably would have ticked some fans off straight away with any reference oh, you to know, that man. movie. It <laughs> oh, you know. could have been a nice little callback but I don't think they want to call I mean, back. I it kind
2: of is, but I mean, the scene kind of already is a callback in a way. Yeah, yeah. But Bayona was like, "Okay, this is. I, I know where to cut it off." Uh, Trevor really didn't know where to cut the nostalgia baiting off. I almost I feel like Bayona does. He knows he knows where to draw the lines with referencing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we got uh Chris and Bryce sitting by a table, and uh, Chris asks, uh, "So what? You're dating an accountant now?" Bryce replies, Owen. Um, and he says, Ventriloquist, uh, you'd love a dummy. And uh, <laughs> cut back to Bryce, this is not why we're here. Um, so, good little mm. good little bit of banter between them here earlier, because apparently mm. they didn't stay together after Jurassic World. They, uh,
2: no, it was apparently not. Apparently Claire found somebody who was as boring as her former self.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. Now, I suppose I'm going to talk about this quickly here, too. The time frame between... Jurassic World and here in in movie... The Universal release said it was four years?
2: Yes, so it's going to be set in 2019, not 2018.
0: Okay, because there somewhere... The first of Jurassic Park, yeah, where it's just... not
2: set in the, in the time of its release.
0: Yep, yep.
2: Well, actually, not technically at first, because um, Jurassic World was set in Christmas of 2015, whereas the uh, movie actually takes place... I mean, it was released in on June of 2015. Mm. So, I mean, we did we did get a little into the future a bit with Jurassic World, but we're, we're, it's never we've never had a film where it wasn't set in that same year that it was released.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, because I listened to a podcast today. They reckon it was three years afterwards. And then when we seen sort of the images, the first set images from Hawaii of the damaged um, or the destroyed Main Street. Um, Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it was mentioned there somewhere that it was supposed to be 10 years later and even even sort of going back and we've screen capped various parts especially what we're going to talk to talk about up here in a bit with the um, main street stuff we see i was sort of going towards sort of trying to match it up with what devastation we've seen or regrowth we've seen in the lost world but then i've sort of realized that's Not really possible because the uh, hurricane would have come through and destroyed a lot of stuff first before the foliage Mm -hmm. sort of grew back over. Where here, it's possible. There's been some bad weather. Um, We see sort of half the roof of the innovation center missing a a little bit later, but Mm -hmm. but I just again I just love this abandonment. But uh, we'll get to there shortly. We cut to a plane flying over a coastline. Um, Again, very reminiscent of Jurassic Park 3 and then mm-hmm. you've got Pratt sort of looking out the window intensely. We've seen in the previous behind-the-scenes one of them all in a plane as well, so I don't know if this is the same plane, if this is them going to the island, if it's coming back. It's, it's very hard to try and string all this together. <laughs>
2: um, I think this will probably be them going to the island. They'll be going to the island with a whole caravan of equipment and stuff that eventually does not end up being used as intended
0: yeah but and this this isn't really much a spoiler it's just something that was shot in Hawaii we said we know there was a scene with this parachuting plane that was they had it for half a day where we um apparently Chris and Bryce were running across a field and get into it um and fly oh, yeah, that's right, that's and right. fly away so I'm just trying to think of that um the rumors that they're heading there on a submarine um, mm-hmm. the, the boat's obviously leaving so they've got to get on the boat at some point <laughs> and then we've also got that helicopter that was seen in Main Street Like, there's a lot of vehicles coming and going it seems to the island <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but then again with the operation that they're planning into doing and this isn't the Lost World where InGen's going to get a dozen species of animals this is we're going in to try and get a hundred animals off the island if not more yeah um, mm-hmm. And as we see a little bit later, not going to be that successful. But uh, we cut to the scene we've seen previously with the plane, um, a lot more established now. The plane flying over the top of the Jurassic World gates, and that uh, destroyed monorail on the ground. We've pretty much covered all that um, from there. That that shot mm-hmm. in HD is my uh, desktop wallpaper at the moment. <laughs> mm. um, then we cut to the uh, oh, cut back to the bar, and Pratt says, "I know why we're here." We cut back to the island with the uh, personnel carriers driving up Galmont's Valley like we've seen before and the dead ankylosaur. Um, They Mm -hmm. apparently appear to stop in front of the bunker doors because one of them sort of opens up in front of Bryce, revealing her and the team, and they move inside. Uh, Pratt's voiceover, it's a rescue-up. Go in, save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. And uh, we get the shot from the first TV spot of Pratt looking up. Now he looks up in the sky here I don't think it's the same scene because he's sort of he looks a lot fresher he's got his backpack on mm-hmm. um, I'm, it's probably going to be towards when he first gets there and he can either hear blue crying or or something or just taking back in the already island when he gets back there because then we cut back to the bar and he says what could go wrong and uh, and then sort of Bryce says blue is alive and we cut to the uh, baby blue scene that we've seen before. And back at the bar, Bryce tells Owen that he raised her. And mm-hmm. he sort of gets that sort of look, maybe not shameful, but that look on his face of, oh, yeah, she's still there and she's going to suffer like all the other animals there now. This goes back to Jurassic World as well with, okay, he's a Navy man. It was never established that he was an animal trainer in the Navy, but he's been brought in to train these raptors and <laughs> everything else. Um, mm mm-hmm. I know soldiers get attached to pets on deployment. Mainly, well, I suppose the only pets that would be on deployment would be the, like the mine dogs, the explosive sniffer dogs and that sort of stuff. Their, their relationship in Jurassic World was pretty fragile. He, uh, he only went into that cage at the start to save that guy. It's not something mm-hmm. he would have volunteered to do <laughs> any other time. Um, and even when all the guards come up, he's sort of telling them, don't put a... Um, jolt into him. I They'll never trust me again. What's abandoner on the island gonna do? Oh
2: yeah, really.
0: And we get a little hint of that a little bit later. Mhm. Yeah. It just it just seems like a stretch if he hasn't thought about her for X amount of years. He never tried to sneak back. He's a Navy man, sure. He could get some resources and go back. What's he gonna? Is he gonna go and bring her home? Like, there's 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 questions. That I'm probably looking um, way too I deeply into.
2: Uh, I think a Velociraptor would be kind of hard to find a vet to take care of.
0: <laughs> yeah, but maybe we've we've been speculating that it's either Baby Blue or Blues Baby maybe there's a piece of technology back in the old Visitor Center that uh, makes shrinks dinosaurs back down to infancy. That whole <laughs> that whole bias and <laughs> pygmy dinosaur idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that makes sense, but anyway. Um, uh, then we get... Um, no, that's not it. That's not it. Last. Then we get the jukebox music stops, and uh, a real weird violin shriek. Credits pop up from ex- executive director... No, it should be exactly producer, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. We pan through the gift shop as a trip carrier drives down broken window on Main Street. And uh, we get the voiceover, do these animals deserve the same protection given to other species? Um, and
2: it's great here, we get the first kind of close-up of a, a uh looking at the a looking at the um, cages as they bring them in. And yeah. It's among the, all these toy dinosaurs. Including a toy, um, uh, the Allosaurus toy from mm-hmm. the from the Jurassic Park 3D toy line, uh, so uh, the Jurassic World Ankylosaurus toy, the Jurassic World Dilophosaurus toy, yeah, and a couple Stomp and Strike T-Rex toys from again from Jurassic World,
0: yeah, toy Which in marketing for Jurassic World, I remember. Um, I think Pratt was doing a live feed with one of the morning TV shows over there or something from a gift shop, and it had a lot of the Hasbro stuff in there as I props. Um,
2: that and Hasbro, um, Hasbro prototypes as well. That yeah, of course, were better than what we actually got.
0: Although we never got that big green raptor claw, well, or we didn't here mm-hmm. anyway.
2: Oh, we did. We we have plenty of them. We still have plenty <laughs> of them left over in our stores.
0: Dang it. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're hundred bucks. Right I'm sure they're a hundred bucks on eBay now. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, and it's just a it's weird cut here because he got this. I know a lot of lot of trailers now for films are sort of going with the older older music um, to tie, and I don't really feel it matches the scene here. Again, mm. it's just a jukebox in the back corner, so okay. But then it just stops, and we get this violin shriek with a. Uh, Spielberg's name come up. Um, Pan through the gift shop. I just love how the, the compie's sitting there like it's one of the other toys and all of a sudden it scurries off. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sort of seeing through its eyes that these people, there's people back here after X amount of years and they've brought cages with them. Um, and just great, again, to see more confirmation of compies on Nubler. But we cut to the team on Main Street here as well. They're sort of walking up um, and we get the voiceover again, which... As the same voiceover before, it's the uh, Mm -hmm. chief judge or whoever's running the inquiry back on the mainland, uh, or should they just be left to die, referring to the animals. Um, And you get uh, Pratt & Co. looks towards the Innovation Centre, and we get the return of the Brachiosaurus lumbering by. Uh, gives gives a little bellow, and uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah, first time since Jurassic Park.
2: Uh-huh. First time we've
0: seen the female Jurassic, uh, Brachiosaurus, especially. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's just good here they didn't do the, as we said, sort of last week with the uh, progression of films and changing up designs every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's it's going back to that Jurassic Brachiosaurus. Not a further evolution of the Sauna
2: mm-hmm. male
0: that we see, which again sort of doesn't match anyway, and it fits for what it needs to do there. But yeah, just. Brachiosaur Main Street it gives that little bellow. Mm-hmm. The CG looks real good. I'm just, I'd love the set, like the area, um, the destroyed Innovation Center, trees and palms and shrubs growing up through the the street and
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: canvas umbrellas and that sort of flapping in the wind, half destroyed. It just I love it. And as we said for the previous trial, this is also the first 57 minutes of the film, so. I think they're going to be my favourite 57 minutes of the film. But But, uh, speaking of something we haven't seen from the first movie, or we have, but uh, we cut back to the courtroom, and uh, Malcolm's on the stand. These creatures were here before us. Cut to uh, Chris and Bryce in the Rex container that we've seen before. Uh, Back to Malcolm, and if we're not careful, uh, shot. and then here we get these shots of these Stegosaur and some other animals in cages in a hold of Mm -hmm. the ship. As it pans toward the rear of the ship as it's leaving the island, and you just sort of get a quick shot of just an island of magma and lava, yeah. um, which is right. We do see the the mountain exploding there in a couple of the shots in the la- other trailers, but um, this is it, the the island's not just going to explode and disappear off the map. It's going to be lava. Yeah. The island's still going to be there. It's just yeah, no no vegetation. Just... <laughs> it's just going to be yeah. a rock in the ocean.
2: Well, then again, we also don't know how powerful and how much of an explosion is going to be. It yeah. just cover the first northern half of the island and the rest of the island will be fine,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, the, the it's in the north. It might come down as far as the lagoon and the southern end of the island's fine, but like, mm. we, we know that they want to get away from the islands and this is the way they're going to do it. And mm-hmm. There's going, there's not going to be anything left. We are going to get a news report or something at the end or something to say the island's gone. Then we get um, Bryce and Justice in the bunker here as well as lava starts to flow down around him as the uh, Baryonyx approaches. And um, we finally cut back to Malcolm again to say they'll be here after us. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, just the way he's saying, it is really sort of somber and it reminds me a lot more of his David Leverstein character from Independence Day more than Malcolm. Um, that, yeah. first, that first that that first, first line we got in the previous um, behind the scenes trailer where he's sort of like what are you talking about dinosaurs again It's just it, that's felt like very Lost World just he's, he's fed up with everyone I've told you so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to be snarky and drop trailer lines which is a good Malcolm and it's sort of here he's just really slow he's sort of really ominous yeah
2: well here he almost feels almost like um, this Malcolm is rubbing in your face ha, 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 I was right
0: for 20 years, you know? Well, again, now he's seen the Jurassic World fail as well, so it's just another <laughs> another card yeah. in his deck to say, hey, look, all these times you've tried to mm-hmm. do it, it hasn't worked. Whether what he's saying here reflects on anyone else trying to do what InGen did, or if it's to reflect on going to saved animals, because he sort of said, that, like, these creatures were here before us, Yeah, so... or they'll be here after, which I thought was very ominous to where Part 3 might go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Or it just might mean that... Stop being stupid, man, otherwise we're not going to be the dominant species anymore. But then we cut to the uh, the side of the mountain exploding again, and the um, pterodons flying, or fleeing the eruption. Uh, More Mm -hmm. shots, or the shots of the harbour exploding again. We've still no still no lava bombs just the explosions themselves so again it might just be an un- unfinished film and then we cut to uh, Blue jumping out of the forest onto the back of Explorer 04 behind mm-hmm. Pratt um, he turns it to face like shot
2: for shot almost of um, that poster that we got for yeah the John Inglis
0: clothes. the John Inglis poster yeah yeah minus to the uh, the nest in the or oh, I suppose we can't really see that but uh, minus the view anyway um, mhm which is a good little, whether it's a callback or an intended intended little scene. I do have a problem here with the Explorer moving when Blue jumps onto it. It's been there for 30, 30 years. It's It would have been, it'd be implanted in the ground pretty solidly, but yeah, again, again so. nitpicks, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, because so we got sort of Blue and Chris face-to-face here. Face, yeah, face-to-face, and uh, he sort of tells her you know me and reaches his hand mm-hmm. out. It's
2: the, interesting that his he, when he says that you know me, he's in the same exact position, fist closed and open handed, mm. as when we first see him when he's directing the raptors in Jurassic World. He yeah, kind of like the clicker. Well, that's I was
0: nearly I was nearly waiting for that sound effect.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: because yeah, he's in the, the exact same pose. Um, again, just trying to I suppose make Blue remember. Um, mhm. We haven't seen we him. Tr- we have We haven't seen him try and solve puzzles repeatedly yet, so we don't know what their long-term yeah. memory is like. But
2: then we get a close-up of her, of him reaching out to pat her head almost, <laughs> and she snarls. So, of course, it's like, come on, you know me. reaches out his hand, jump.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I. Are you watching it now?
2: Uh no no I'm just looking at screen caps.
0: Uh, is he wearing the gauntlet or not?
2: Um. I no, he's not. He's not no.
0: actually. Because that's one thing I was looking in the trail, whether or not he was wearing it at any point to try and see where that baby scene sets comes in. Maybe there's a nest here somewhere. But anyway, I um, can't see one. It,
2: it's possibly the other set of wheels that's hidden behind his leg. So
0: I doubt it's not going to be in the wheel well. Um, yeah. The rat. I could see compies having a nest in the wheel well, but not raptors you'd have to do some gymnastics to get the eggs in there in the first place (laughs) (laughs) so but uh no it's good we sort of see uh, owen and blue in the trailer as well Mm -hmm. shows what his motivation or his supposed motivation is to go back to save her and not necessarily getting a check with some zeros on it um we get the shot of the volcano blowing its top from before but this time it's sort of shot from above as the camera's panning around which looks fantastic Because you get that nice view down Gala Valley as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And you get the uh, Joris 4 being bumped and the uh, Carnotaurus reveal.
2: Actually, um, going back to the previous shot of the mountain exploding, if you look closely, you can see uh, little smoke bits where fires have already started from lava bombs.
0: Oh, okay. But yeah. Nice. Well, they they advance. Carnotaurus,
2: Carnotaurus, Carnotaurus. Carnotaurus. (laughs) Finally. We've been waiting 20 years for this dinosaur to appear in a Jurassic Park movie.
0: And it looks fantastic.
2: It
0: does. It looks so cool. I just love the darker darker tone, the, the orange cues, on it, the textures on it. you got Bryce and Justice in the gyrosphere and Pratt standing beside the open door as the carnosaur sort of closes in on them. That's mm-hmm. sort of, I realize too that, okay, the gyrosphere is a two seater. He can't, unless, like, he can't even sit on their lap because they're on a floating platform inside. If he hits the glass, Mm -hmm. it's going to suck him down underneath that big (laughs) lead ball in the bottom of it. So it's a great little scene here. Sort of, again, the suspense builds up. um, Mm -hmm.
1: Because
0: then it roars and sort of drops the head and charges at him. And and then we get (laughs) the trenosaur make its appearance in the trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. Comes in, grabs by the neck and puts it on the ground. And a lot of fans are hoping doesn't kill it. <laughs> yeah. I can see it's...
2: that. I mean we waited two decades to see this animal and just for it to die in three seconds. it would be really anticlimactic.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately we're not gonna have I don't I don't think we're gonna have a carnus carnotaur and rex fight out this. Because no. if we if there's a fight you know what's going to happen. Yeah. I hope, I hope it's the Rex's attention turns to the gyrosphere. Um But then again, as we'll say in the previous, trying to stitch all these scenes together, when this Carnotaur is here, yeah. you've got you can see the um, the clouds starting to come down off the mountain behind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like this is just before what we're about to see, which suggests that the Rex is also in this proclastic flow that's about to come down off this mountain whether it just takes four steps to the left and everyone else runs down the valley, or (laughs) I don't... It's just trying to stitch this stuff together. Um, Because they're pretty high up in the valley too, yet somehow at the same time, Pratt and the gyrosphere make it to the end of the cliff at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Because the Rex puts the Carnotaur down here and then uh, she bellows, does a. Bella that we all know and love, and just as the volcano really steps up the eruption behind her, which again is another fantastic shot. Um, the Rex looks a lot better than it did in Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah, she looks oh, she looks fantastic. She looks so good. Yeah.
2: She looks she looks yeah I agree. Fantastic would be the perfect word to use here. Which and just you can goes. You see all the scars and stuff from the fight with the Indominus Rex
0: yeah. on her. Yep, and it just goes to show even a condition like how much better it is for her to be hunting and eating mm-hmm. larger animals and getting goats five times a day or whatever the yeah, feeding schedule was. she does look
2: a lot healthier. Yeah. She looks a lot healthier.
0: Yep. Which improved health might uh, give her more of that fighting chance.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I still think in Jurassic World she looked like Grandma T-Rex. <laughs> like you got a lot of bones sticking <laughs> out and um, she did look a bit decrepit, but they've definitely fixed that here. Oh yeah, um, and then uh, we get the voiceover, or the we get Malcolm's yeah voiceover here. Life cannot be contained. Um, then we get a shot of herbivores in the dry sphere heading down the valley at speed, running away as lava bombs are impacting in front of them. Um, Malcolm we, again. We get,
2: that, we get that first shot of the um, mysterious blue carnivore that we've been discussing. Mm. Which I still. And another
0: shot. Sorry? I, I still reckon that's probably not completed CG. Or maybe probably just not, no. maybe deliberately that color just to make throw people off or something.
2: Yeah, but we get another shot of it. Of yeah. a creature possibly similar, and it looks like it's the same creature that's um, and is running alongside the gyrosphere before a lava bomb smacks in, into it, and it almost looks like a metrocanthosaurus.
0: Mm. Well, also because it, two different scenes probably doesn't help, but it's also been suggested that maybe there's more than one of them.
2: Oh, yeah, possibly. Um, it's possibly. Just
0: because you sort of had that one chasing the herd earlier, then it's been able mm-hmm. to catch up. But then the gyrophies aren't that quick anyway, even though it is going downhill, so. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I also noticed that his tongue is blue, mm. like a parrot's. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. Yep. And yeah, it's good, nice having a little bit of different colour in there. Um, which might, might sort of lead to where they'll source some mm-hmm. DNA for it and that. Yeah. Um, and that that lighter coloured scheme definitely sort of suggests possibly hybrid anyway but, but now we get another second line from Malcolm uh, life breaks free so he said life cannot be contained, life breaks free as this stampede, this, all these herds running down the hill down the valley away from the eruption um, mm-hmm. and then as you said we've got that carnivore sort of running alongside the gyrosphere and a lava bomb I'm going to say impacts beside it and sort of blows it away because if it hit it and it's headed just sort of bury it in the ground where it stands. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: this is, they've got some force when they fall out of the sky but um, it sort of rolls away here and the is allowed to continue on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then uh, Malcolm's third line life finds a way which isn't the Jurassic Park line. <laughs> it's been butchered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's been it's been shortened a lot yeah Um, but I don't this I could I could I could see this voiceover happening as the in the trailer as the IREX is coming out through the gate and then sniffing for Owen underneath the car I don't the life isn't contained here unless they're implying that they're jumping in the water here and going to swim away because now their home's no good I don't
1: Mm.
0: yeah like the life isn't breaking free here Unless, yeah. unless he means the life of Earth, like the the volcano. But did Injun have the contain the volcano contained? There's still a lot of theories going around that all that underground stuff is the um gyro- mm-hmm. the geothermal plant, and by tapping into that volcanic power source, they've done it, and that's why this is erupting now. But again, this could all mean something or mean nothing when we get to the final film. But we cut to black, and then we come back on a high ridge coastline mm-hmm. and we got a whole lot of species of animals here running towards the cliff. Yep. And, um, got Bryce looking back behind the gyrosphere and then we get uh, Pratt trying to do his best Tom Cruise impression out, <laughs> out running a pyroclastic cloud. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh,
2: I will say that looking at the um, different types of dinosaurs that we have here on this cliff, Oh, yeah, looks yep. like that we do ha- have another Carnotaurus, uh, and Triceratops, the Stegosaurus, of course, all returning from Jurassic World. But it also looks like there's Brachiosaurus, uh, kind of running from the flow as well.
0: Oh, it's not going to be able to run that fast. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the first one to go, unfortunately. Um, although we see one fall in the water here. Although it might be the Pterosaur. Yeah,
2: it was in the Pterosaur oh, okay. that fell in the water.
0: Yeah, it's just sad, they're all, like you see some sort of stop at the cliff's edge, some just keep on running. Um, I, an Ankylosaur sort of stops there and turns last minute, but its back legs go over and it sort of scrambles and then falls mm-hmm. into the water as well, and you just got this black cloud racing. Yeah,
2: same racing. with the yeah, Stegosaurus here too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got this black cloud cloud sort of racing towards the cliff's edge. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And so those, those Pike Classic clouds, they're sort of superheated energy and smoke that's been released by the, the volcano, it's pretty much a death sentence if that gets you and then we cut to the gyrosphere it goes flying over the uh, cliff and lands in the ocean mm-hmm. and uh, we get an underwater shot of it plunging into the water and then you get several animals sort of fall into the water all around it um, and it sort of starts drifting back up towards the surface now I can only think this is the scene we got from the uh, behind the scenes trailer where it's in the water and Chris dives in
2: yeah, that's right, I think,
0: as well. Because I don't I don't see him having two scenes of the gyrosphere in the water. Mm. It seems a bit repetitive. Um, but then another interesting thing, again, trying to link these scenes together. Um, Bryce and Justice were in the gyrosphere. we got scenes of Chris beside it, um, helping out where he can, where he's, and presumably really he's just dived off the cliff to escape mm-hmm. the, the cloud um, and land in the water beside it the last stuff shot at Hawaii was Chris and Bryce getting washed up on a beach. Um, yet there was no justice there. So I wonder if there's going to be a boat or something to pick them up or, or how this all sort of continues on where it fits.
2: Mm. That's a good question. You're right.
0: Yeah. Cause again, this is well presumably this stuff's going to be the, the main eruption is going to be the, the set piece in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. Ie the trailer sequence and the Tyrannosaur escape sequence, so all this stuff leads up leads up to this scene here. But uh, then we cut to black, and we get that same <laughs> that same uh, tra- uh, logo come back up again. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: which I'm not I'm not real happy about. <laughs> one other one other gripe I'll get to, especially in these last few scenes we get. You've got that slow. Jurassic theme, that nah 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 playing, but it's really drawn out and it's more. Yeah. I, every time I hear it, I keep on thinking. I put my little finger to my mouth. as a Doctor Evil joke or something. It just, I don't like that note. Those couple of notes just being repeated every time something happens on screen. Mm. I'm really, I'm really worried about um, Giacchino's score for this, because if they're gonna, if they're trying to, if they're gonna try and go for that darker Lost World feel. I was not a fan of the Lost World theme in Jurassic World, and I don't really want him to... I'm not going to say butcher, but use here. Yeah, that's a good point. It deserves its own score, but then one interesting thing, on the um, the the latest, or on Justice League that just came out, Denny Elfman come out um, with Justice League, and sort of, he said in an interview, these movies are always rebooting all the time, and they keep on changing the scores. The one thing that doesn't need to change is the score from other films, like from the originals. And he used a lot of that '89 Batman stuff in Justice League, and stuff like that. And it's sort of I mean, one thing well, that sort of used in uh, Justice League. I want to say the original Superman
2: theme is short yeah. and sweet, but it
0: was there. Yeah, because it's still yes, it's someone else playing him, and it's a different story, but it's still that character. Um, so you yeah. you're, you're assigning the score to the character and not the film they're in. So, it was just interesting you said that, and then here we're sort of... Whether we're going to get cues from the Lost World or, like, one of the biggest gripes people have, or I have, with the uh, Jurassic Park free score is the fact that the Jurassic Park theme is used for every single moment of excitement or every single moment of being triumphant. Yeah. And it's just really overplayed overplayed, but it is it is that score, and it's nice to have on screen, so... Um, but, yeah, i just just even the, the scoring for the whole thing you started with that jukebox and then you had nothing, whenever people are talking there's no score and then it sort of picks up, you get that standard trailer drum beat or drums playing that um, yeah that was probably my biggest problem with it hmm? that was probably my biggest problem with it, just the oh. not having a decent bit of music to accompany yeah. to really get the suspense up.
2: I don't think a Giacchino might not have the uh, final score ready.
0: Well, there's that, and nine times out of ten, trailer, trailer music doesn't appear on the score anyway. Yeah. Because um, I'd really love the like that music that plays for the Lost World trailer, but it's sort of very Brockhammer Pirates of the Caribbean, sort of stuff that's been reused hundreds of times. I'm sure it's on a mm-hmm. score that come out for a film later on, but um yeah yeah What, uh What about you, Dave? What's something Honestly, you... I
2: think it looks awesome
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited, it's, it looks, it's exciting me, my I don't think I've gone from apathy to anticipation so quickly in my life. Mm-hmm
0: even even something simple like just seeing all these new varieties of animals, and mm-hmm. knowing knowing or hoping Mattel are going to give us at least one version of each one. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the new the new characters like the Baryonyx, um, Indoraptor, and maybe some of the other carnivores as well. We might get a decent Rex as well this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, just all the stuff on again. This trail's all on and on before they leave, but. Generally, I I do like do like what I'm seeing.
2: Um, I I do too. Same.
0: I'm just again, it's and it's small questions. Is okay? There's you got um, you're there getting all these animals. Yet we only see two personnel carriers with about twelve people. Like I don't know what this save the dinosaurs group how big they are. If they've got the well, the financial clout presumably is coming from Lockwood, but. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost the same questions as The Lost World. Engines <laughs> mm-hmm. bringing five Jeeps in a cage in on, by helicopter and all of a sudden they've got all this stuff <laughs> and being able to do all, this, mm-hmm. all these things as well. But, but again, I'm sure that's going to be answered in the film.
2: Um, well, the thing is, I have... for In Jurassic World, I have like a lot of kind of like nervous questions that are not questions, but nervousness about some of the plot points. I'm still not exactly sure if I'm satisfied with some of the stuff we got, like the um, quote-unquote talking moment uh, between the Raptor Squad and the um, Indominus Rex. That was a really sore point for me. Mm -hmm. I doubt I'll ever be okay with it. But I feel none of that for Fallen Kingdom. I feel like Bayona is the guy that he's making the movie I want to see and that he's, Basically,
0: in Bayona, I trust. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I'll just with that, I'll just sort of mirror some comments I've seen online, where the look, the feel, what he's contributing, does look and feel good. I'm just worried it's still Colin's script. I'm sure mm-hmm. Bayona would have had some liberties on it, but the general story would have stayed, stayed the same. The whole, the whole rescuing animals off the island, to save their life, whether it's Rescuing them because there are species of animals there; they should be saved or they shouldn't be saved mm-hmm. raises an interesting question. That's if they're there to be saved to save the species or to save the dinosaurs. Does that mean that there's no longer any animals on Sauna, and these are the last of their kind? Because to take these animals from nubla to Sauna, you're introducing as we've said before, you're introducing park animals to animals that have been wild for years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I don't know if they've fought that hard about it. Again, okay. we we don't we don't know anything about the film apart from what we've seen on screen and a couple of leaks. So um, it's just all these little questions. That the same. It's going to be the same problem I had with Jurassic World. I'll have all these questions and some of them aren't I answered, and I'll be all sour and pouty in my room. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, as long, as long as some of the stuff's addressed, they'll be happy. But, um, no, it looks good. Mm-hmm. There was one other, one other TV spot that um, sort of come out just after as well, with uh, a shot of Lockwood's cane dropping, and it shatters across the ground, presumably mm-hmm. in the mansion. Um, some have suggested this is probably, probably where he meets his demise. I wouldn't be upset if... The villain of this movie lives honestly I don't...
2: i'm not sure if i would be either i mean because from the sounds of what will happen is that he's going to have like a turnaround moment mm. like like hammond did where he realizes his mistake and he hopes that he can amend it somehow but this time he won't be able to amend it the dinosaurs will be loose everybody and they won't be able to do anything about it yeah you know
0: yeah, so maybe maybe he's throwing down the cane to say, no, nope, I'm letting go of the past. The gripe I had with Hammond or whatever else, and
1: mm-hmm. my real
0: focus is my granddaughter's currently being chased around the mansion or, exactly. or what have you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't write any more notes on it, so I don't even know what happens the rest of the trailer. <laughs> no,
2: I, was just, I was just curious, I mean, because you did bring up um, that it was possibly made of glass, but then, of course, yeah. amber yep. can shatter, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure
2: if it would shatter like glass, but I remember I had an obsidian, um, which is like a volcanic glass, it it was an arrowhead, and it, um, it was, really, I liked it a lot, but I I ended up, it it fell out of my hand and hit a hardwood floor and uh, shattered like a million pieces.
0: Yeah, I I posted in in one of the groups about it on Facebook, and, uh. One member on there said he had some specimens on a shelf and they fell. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Luckily, it sort of fell into shards, so he could sort of sit it back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, not not def- not not a good sign. But um, I'm sure we might get one one or two more TV spots between now and February. But uh, apart from that, it's going to be all toys now. And what our ironhead yep. to do? Because the other the other uncertainty I've got with Colin doing the script is. In the marketing post, or might have been during Jurassic World, there was a lot of um, the, the sequel being made to be like Grant's line from the uh, the dinner scene, where mm-hmm. this seems to have sort of skewed away from that a little bit. And even he's you're he saying, imagine dinosaurs, open source, and Apple versus Macintosh and stuff like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All that none of the, I don't see any of that in any of these trailers at all.
2: No. No, I'd have to say that probably um, Jurassic World, I would say, next to um, Jurassic World after Jurassic Park 3 is the least scientific of the Jurassic Park movies. Mm. And I'm not even sure about that because there really seems to be, I mean, there's like no science at all in Jurassic World. And even (laughs) then, uh, Jurassic Park 3 had some science. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, even if it was very wrong and erroneous, it was still there. Yeah. And Jurassic World, these Jurassic World movies just don't seem to have that same kind of science background in them that Colin, or that Michael Crichton introduced into the mm. franchise. Yeah. You yep. know? Yeah. And so I think that is my biggest worry about these Jurassic World movies is the dialogue.
0: Because mm. I
2: didn't really care for the dialogue in Jurassic World.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I just, I wonder if I wonder if perhaps something's happened with Universal after Colin was let go from Star Wars, after they've sort of had a look at the situation, going, okay, we need to change a couple of things here and there, or or what, what sort of happened. It's sort of, by the time we get to the release, it'll be fine, but I'd also find it weird that Colin's the one sort of pushing all the advertising that we're bound as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure enough, he's... Well, Spielberg's executive producer. What's uh, what's Colin? He'd be executive producer as well. On this, I'd assume, unless he's co-director. <laughs> I, I just, I Travol, just find... No,
2: no, he's the only executive producer as far as I know.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I just oh, found
2: and also writer. He, him, and Derek Connolly
0: did write it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know because a lot of there's a lot of yays and nays when Colin left Star Wars. So I was just to have him in front of the marketing campaign at the moment as well. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, um, but I think generally across the fandom, there's, um, these two trailers and the teasers we've got have, uh, been pretty well received mm-hmm. and everyone's excited for what's, what's coming. The beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, that's been a long one. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to bring up about the trails before we head to bed
2: <laughs> no I think
0: we're good all right As again anything that uh, we might bring up later on we can talk about in future minutes um, mm-hmm. no minutes uh, 73 and 74 this week they'll be next week with uh, Dita's demise um, yep. but until then it's time for us to get out of here yeah well,
2: it's been two hours so <laughs> but that's
0: two hours well spent agreed all right guys let's get the hell out of here Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com, you can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook the Lost World Minutes, Twitter at the Lost World Minutes, and Instagram the Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later.
2: Goodbye, talk to you later. Bye. Life will find a way.